From WNIJ Studios in DeKalb, this is Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. Thanks for joining me. This hour, we feature the music of Rockford's own Emily Hurd. Emily grew up in Rockford, then moved into Chicago for culinary school and school for music business. Saying she's a prolific songwriter would be an understatement. Emily has 15 albums out. Her latest, Backbone, was released at the end of 2017. She continues to keep her focus on the songwriting process and not get distracted by the idea of hitting it big. Despite that, she's had success with having her music picked up by some TV shows, even if her songs are not always used in the context she might imagine. It's the scene where, on some season, where somebody puts a human eyeball in an ice cube, and there's my, like, love song in the background. (laughs) Stay tuned as we feature the music of Emily Hurd this hour on Sessions from Studio A. That you came across my mind, I could This is Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. Thanks for joining me. This hour, we feature the music of Emily Hurd. Emily's a Rockford singer-songwriter playing music that touches on country and Americana. She brings a soulfulness to her music that's easy to get lost in. Emily is also a small business owner. She's opening The Norwegian, a combination brunch, pub, and music venue in Rockford. With it, she brings two of her passions together. We'll talk with Emily about her numerous albums she's released, both with full band and without. And we'll hear her performance live in Studio A. Let's start things off with some music. This is Emily Hurd performing Big Shoes here on Sessions from Studio A. This would have been easier Well, I turned my back on this whole world Except it knows that I'm your girl Now I put on your favorite shirt It helps a little when it hurts And I march it through the streets of town Praying I don't let you down Cause if I had a dime For every single time That you came across my mind I could buy a tall hill And I'd climb for all I'm worth Cry to heaven What on earth can I do down here with you Big shoes to fill smirk off of my mouth And I'm looking at the morning sky It puts a fire in my eye And I march it through the streets of town Oh man, if you could see me now As if I had a dime for every single time that you came by a tall hill and I'd climb for all I'm worth cry to heaven what on earth can I do down here with your big shoes to fill had you not been such a Thank you. 
Emily Heard performing Big Shoes on Sessions from Studio A. And we'll let Emily introduce herself to you. Uh, my name is Emily Heard. I have been playing music for as long as I can remember, writing since I was about 14. Um, I play the piano and the banjo and the ukulele and other little things. I can fake it on the guitar. Um, and I, I, uh, I've written a whole lot, usually playing in Chicago with a bunch of musicians from Chicago. And uh, I put out, just put out my 15th uh, record. I am originally from Rockford, Illinois. I grew up uh, going to Rockford uh, schools. I went to Auburn High School and graduated from there. And now I'm, uh, after 12 years in Chicago, I'm living back in Rockford. So tell us about the song we just heard you play, Big Shoes. All right. So the first two songs that I um, am playing today are, uh, one is off the the new record. Um, I tried to play these in this order for you because um, the... uh, a lot of the songs that I wrote in the new album, I wrote in my ukulele in the building on lunch breaks. So I'd, you know, be scraping tar. I literally scraped tar for six months at that building, and then I would have my ukulele for songwriting breaks. I'd write them on the uke, and then I'd, you know, bring them to the guys, and we'd, you know, make the song up. Um, but uh, the Big Shoe song, I put it on the record. There are a lot of other ones that are a little happier, but I really like that one. It's a song um, about if you happen to have a, a parent, in this case it's my dad that had passed, that was just awesome and would have done a really good job at this um, building renovation that I'm doing. If he's looking at me, how how hard that must be for him to look down. I wear his clothes thinking maybe by osmosis I'll learn some sort of, you know, construction (laughs) intelligence but uh instead I you know I just I go to Nicholson Hardware a lot and hope they don't recognize me as John Hurd's daughter (laughs) and think oh wow she doesn't really have it but you kind of fake it until you make it anyway that's what the big shoes tune is about and then the um the other songs on the record are largely about um my family and uh, and the second one um the reason the norwegian is taking so long to open it was supposed to be open last year but i had this baby in the course of buying this building i was pregnant when i bought it with my son and then i had another baby while i was or pregnant while i was 3 months sorry 6 months pregnant with or 6 in the months postpartum with john so i had another baby last year and um i thought it was going to be easy and she was going to be born but she's got this rare syndrome and She's had several surgeries at the Children's Hospital in Madison. She started it in the NICU, and she then she had a broken arm and skin. She's been in the hospital all this time, and um, uh, that song was really that the song called "Middleman" was about um, having uh, having to see her in the in the box, you know the they have them in the ISO boxes and, um, and you don't really get to touch them. And then we, you know, had the flu and I couldn't touch them and it just was this terrible feeling. And, um, I went home and wrote a one chord song about it. You know, sometimes that's the easiest way to start getting words out is just play one chord and see how the melody darts. So that's a, you can't tell, but that was a one chord song I wrote on the ukulele, uh, while my daughter was in the box. And, um, people at Swedish American who were watching her the first time, then Rockford Memorial, then Children's Hospital Madison watched me with that ukulele for so many months and I clocked a lot of time. So I thought I'd just throw in a song about that time because it was so, so big in my life. And, um, there are a lot of songs on the record about that time of life. And, uh, and that's, those are the two record songs that I played today. We'll hear that second song that Emily was talking about right now. That song is called Middleman. This is Emily Heard here on Sessions from Studio A. This would be a sunny day But them clouds got in the way This old world can be so mean There's always something in between About you now From the lips on Someone else's mouth Words are spoken Songs are sung While touch is still My mother tongue Hold my place Inside your heart One fine day The clouds will 
apart And I will hold your little hand Without the middleman Well, this would be the perfect year But the real world interfered And it's enough to make me scream There's always something in between It pains me how a pane of glass Could part us now the way it has But when it cracks we'll meet again You'll be soul to soul and skin to skin performing Middleman live in Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. Be sure to check out behind-the-scenes video from Emily's performance in Studio A at our website. It's wnij.org. And there are plenty of other great regional artists to discover in the show archives. Check it out. Again, that's wnij.org. More music to come this hour. We'll dip into some of Emily's discography, check out uh, some pieces from her albums, and we'll hear more of that live performance all coming up this hour when our session with Emily Hurd continues here on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. We're featuring the music of Rockford's own Emily Hurd. She's got a number of albums out, quite a prolific songwriting career so far. And we've been hearing her perform some of those songs live in Studio A. Let's talk a little bit about some of your early influences musically, Emily. Um, my initial musical journey was listening to a lot of Hoagie Carmichael and Scott Joplin Um and that era of musicians. And then my parents got me really into Janis Joplin. Um, and so I got, I somehow combined kind of screamy belty singing with old gypsy, gypsy jazzy chord progressions. And I was not with genre for a very, for a very long time of my life. And then I've just sort of stumbled around genres for a long time. My whole relationship with music is to write it. I just want to write lyrics and melodies. And um, if somebody can hopefully uh, make them go somewhere someday, that's fine. But until then, I'm just going to keep on writing tunes and and making records and keep obeying the process of songwriting because I feel compelled to do it. So that's my relationship with music. You mentioned a little bit about your parents' influence on your tastes. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we used to do old time dancing around the house, and uh, it just—it's just 
it's just the way that it was. I, I, you know, you kind of, without wanting to pick up your parents' taste until you're, you know, you get exposed on your own. And then once I got exposed on my own, I found I still kind of liked my parents' taste. I think, I think when I finally started making my own decisions, I was still into kind of old stuff. I really dig Bonnie Raitt and, um, Susan Tedeschi and Lyle Lovett actually. And, um, it's some kind of blues country that sort of resonated with me. And I think I just started writing like that because it felt good. Um, but then, you know, along the way, along the way, you, you learn about other kinds of music and you want to write like that and you want to do that too. And so I just, I wasn't trying to, you know, copy what other people did. I just was getting so moved and I put out so many different kinds of records cause I just felt different things at different times. You know, um, there isn't anything that I don't think calls me more than anything else. So, yeah. Now, we keep mentioning recordings, albums. Uh, let's talk about that specifically. How many recordings do you have out currently? Uh, Fifteen. Wow. So let's talk a bit about the your kind of evolution through those different albums. Yeah, actually, it hasn't changed that much, the process for me. I prefer to record live. Um, if you If you go about this musicianing process knowing you don't want to be a star it's different. Um, I just want to get the songs locked in. So for me, it's surrounding myself with really good musicians saying, here are my tunes, play with me when we've got live shows. And when I've got enough, let's go into the studio and we'll just play them again in there. Um, it, recording that way makes you have to be more forgiving of yourself and to, you know, love all of your mistakes and say, well, that's recorded the way it is for all of time. And you let it be that way. And, um, uh, and then once the songs have been locked in, I've either tried to get someone else to sing them. I moved to Nashville for, I did that try. And then, um, I've been really successful selling them to, um, TV and, and film. Uh, and then I'm just, I'm just going to keep on with this for the songwriting point of it all. Well, that's an interesting thing that you bring up, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit, uh, songs in TV and film. But let's let's hear a track from one of Emily's latest albums. This is from her last one, that which was released toward the end of 2017. The album's called Backbone. This uh, first song that we're going to hear is called October Night. This is Emily Hurd here on Sessions from Studio A. <laughs> Oh, 
this October Even if I try From the pier I'm seeing clear The best years of my Here's another one from that same album, again, the album called Backbone, and this one is called Come Back Kids. It's Emily Hurd on Sessions from Studio A. Emily heard from her latest album, which is called Backbone, that came out toward the end of 2017, and that's Comeback Kids here on Sessions from Studio A. Now, Emily, you've spent a good amount of time in Nashville. Uh, let's talk about that. Um, I can, I'll tell you exactly how that went. So I moved down in 2007, 
uh, because everyone says you got to do it, right? You got to go down and try. So I got all my best songs and all my optimism and I rented somebody's apartment down there, um, for the, for a summer. And I picked up every gig I could. And the people down there were so nice. Everybody was somebody. At one point I was at a show and I was talking to some guy that looked like Colonel, Colonel Sanders. And he was, uh, Dwight Yoakam's bass player and everybody's somebody and doing something. And the vibe was great. And you could see music all the time. But in terms of pitching songs, it was pretty disheartening. Um, they they could, uh, I tell you what, this just sums up everything. My last week, I was I left a week early after one meeting where we were pitching for George Strait. And um, we all played, it was a circle of people. And then this woman who was going to, who was going to buy the songs. And um, she said, we went around and she told me, uh, it's a fine song, but it sounds like a loser wrote this. And I thought, well, okay, it was my best, at this point, it was my best work. You know, I thought I felt like Loretta Lynn. I thought it was so good, this tune back then. And uh, anyway, went around and I listened to most beautiful songs you've ever heard. Just heart-wrenchingly beautiful. And all of them were kind of love songs. And no, they didn't want that. And then um, we got to one guy at the end. And I forget how the verses went, but the hook was, ladies, what do you think is underneath? Boxers or briefs? And of course, the industry person's like, you got the stuff, man, you got it. And I thought, man, Johnny Cash is not here. I am out of Nashville. I remember I called my dad. I said, I'm coming home early. Plus, I'm super hippie. And they didn't have recycling down there at the time. And that was really bugging me. I was taking home. Every time I went back to Illinois, I was taking all these cans I found with me. I was It was a crazy time of life. I'm glad I did it. Um, but yeah, they didn't buy my songs in Nashville. I did play a lot down there. And I met a lot of good people that I still keep up with. But yeah, didn't didn't make it as a songwriter in Nashville. <laughs> well, but you did mention that you had you've had some successes with selling songs to TV and film. Tell us about that. So basically, I it's like you you cast a big net, right? Um, so I've got all these records and I've got these licensing companies, and somehow you know they they ask you for submissions for things, and you end up at the top of a heap, and you luckily do it. So I've worked really hard to get my records on tops of heaps so that if, uh, I mean, people in TV, it seems like it's just they need a song fast that sounds like something quick. So if you're going to be at the backdrop of a scene or something, they just need something quick. Oh, this this is good enough. They put it in. So um, I was the background of um, NC. I, I, I don't have a TV, and I don't even know these shows. Um, but uh, it was NCIS and Melrose Place and 90210, the new one and uh, the good wife and something called life unexpected. And anyway, these, these things were funny to me. I, my uncle in North Carolina called me and said, you were just on NCIS. And I, I don't even know what that is. Um, and so I had to, you know, look and find it. And um, it's the scene where on uh, some season where somebody puts a human eyeball in an ice cube and there's my like love song in the background. <laughs> Um, (laughs) things you don't think when you're writing the song are ever going to happen to you, but you know, then, you know, it's not like enough to live off, but, and it's not something you can ever predict, but it's a little bit of income that always keeps coming in because they're still running reruns of that. And the Navy gives me ones for when they show that on the Navy ship. And, um, it's been a a strange source of income. I've always had to do something else to keep the lights on, but it's, you know, it's something I'm going to keep doing because it's, it's fun for me. I don't, have it really bad for live performance. So it's a cool way to keep making music and doing my thing without having, I'm kind of introverted person. It's an, it's a safe way for me to keep doing it. So, yeah. All right. Well, you mentioned you always have to do something else to keep the lights on. Uh, let's, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, let me, first of all, let me just let our audience know, Emily went above and beyond. Emily and anybody who follows my personal Instagram uh, knows that I'm a huge foodie. That's my other thing. Emily made us a cake, brought us a cake today. Tell us about the cake. It's not just any cake. It is the cake that rules all cakes. It's <laughs> it, it's on the menu at my new restaurant when it's going to open up. Anyway, you just it's basically a collapsed souffle. There's so much goodness. And it's gluten-free. It's just wonderful you'll love it well then so talk about this other passion in your life uh, cooking and your restaurant so i'm opening a a music venue slash brunch pub in rockford on the west side um i've been trying to do this for three years i did a kickstarter campaign for this album um about a thousand people backed it and we raised a hundred thousand dollars to save a building um 
rid it of a lot of asbestos and get it to a point where I could work on it. And now we're just in the final phases of construction. And um, it's a super Scandinavian place that's going to have Bloody Marys and mimosas and eggs and a lot of vegan food and delicious things and hopefully good music. And uh, it's starting out just a seven to two joint because I've got kids and I want to have a life too. Um, hopefully if we get some good staff, we can move it into the nights and I'll have some night events. But for now, that's that's what I'm going to keep doing. You know, I told you a lot of us musicians have to pick up something else to keep our lights on. And I thought, well, I could either teach music or really work hard to book shows, but now I've got, I'm a, I'm a mom. So I had to figure out some way to do my other thing besides music as something a little more creative. So I'm going to keep doing music and then I'm going to do this. Um, I've just always wanted to, and, and this is my shot. So yeah, I'm hopefully hoping in a couple months, the, the Norwegian will be open. Well, as of the airing of this episode, it looks like uh, Emily's shooting for December 1st for the opening of the Norwegian, so keep your eyes out for that. I can already recommend the cake because this cake is fantastic. And Emily, thank you so much for bringing that. Let's catch another song here. Uh, This uh, next one is called Moderation Blues. You want to tell us about this one? You know... I feel like I feel like if you are in a really unique position, you are being um, asked to own that position in in your unique way. I don't think there are many people that you know. Like I said to you earlier, I women's marched and science marched, and I'm very socially liberal. But I'm trying to start a small business in the state of Illinois, and it's very difficult with the Democratic government. It just really is. So I'm at this at odds because I'm starting to see things in different ways. And so it's just about how hard it is. Everyone keeps asking me, what are you? Why aren't you talking more? Why aren't you saying more? And I'm thinking, because I kind of understand both sides. And um, and that so it's it's the blues of those who are moderate. Um, and I, I don't know. I wish that we were more issues based in the country and less less focused on trying to pin you down because is really anybody anything all the way you know it makes me want to not be anything at all uh the way that it is laid out now so that's what that tune's about this is emily heard performing moderation blues here on sessions from studio a these are crazy times my friends let me cut right to the quick the love has gotten thin and the air has gotten thick And I'm trying very hard to make sense of all the yelling But lately I ain't buying what anybody's selling Cause I'm kind of on the left when it comes to people's worth And the way they love the dreamers, education and the earth But I also get the right and their business intentions And my mind begins to spin every time I hear the question which side you on? What kind are you? Everybody wanna chalk you up, it's true. What's good for one, it ain't good for two. Cause I'm out here all alone with the moderation blues. Now I was born a Christian, I spent Sundays in a pew. Learning about a humble man who had a great big love for Jews. The Christians of today think that greed and guns are fine I start to question if their Jesus is the same Jesus as mine And you gotta love the unions and everything they do To look out for decent humans that deserve a living too But all those threats and rats, man, it's hard to love them fully Cause there's a way of doing business without being such a bully Which side you on? What kind are you? Everybody wanna chalk you up It's true what's good for one It ain't good for two Cause I'm out here all alone With the moderation blues Well I guess I do believe In a woman's right to choose Every baby needs a family Who needs a baby too But I'm not big on abortions in some ways or another Most women smart enough to have one will make some real good mothers And I love the First Amendment and our right to stand and kneel And say everything we want and everything we feel 
When it comes to groups that hate everyone who ain't them I wish they'd just be quiet and make some friends with gay men Chalk you up, it's true What's good for one, it ain't good for two Cause I'm out here all alone with the moderation blues Now there's no going back to the way it was before And if we want to keep our peace, we may have to go to war And I'll lead the charge, my friends, but I've got one hesitation Man, it's hard to fight your neighbor when you get his situation. And so I think our only prayer is just to try to soak in the different points of view of the different kinds of folk. And if the understanding doesn't lead to any good, I just do the best I can in my own neck of the woods. What side you want? What kind of you? Everybody wanna chalk you up, it's true What's good for one, it ain't good for two Cause I'm out here all alone I'm out here all alone with the moderation blues That's Emily Hurd performing Moderation Blues live in Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson. You can see behind-the-scenes video from Emily's performance in Studio A at our website. That's at WNIJ.org. Of course, there are plenty of other great regional and touring artists there in the show archives. Check them out. It's all at WNIJ.org. More music to come this hour when our session with Emily Hurd continues here on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. We're featuring the music of Emily Hurd. She is a musician, a singer-songwriter extraordinaire, as well as a fantastic uh, cake baker and chef. Uh, We've been talking about all of those things, opening up a restaurant uh, in Rockford called The Norwegian. That's coming soon, here in the next month or so, so keep your eyes peeled for that. And we're going to get to some more music here. We'll hear another performance from Emily in just a moment. This next song that we're going to hear is called Brush Fire. Emily, you want to tell us about this one? Uh, So I've been writing a lot of political tunes in my head. That's usually how I do it. I'm big on rhyme and meter. I used to practice saying Emerson and all that. I was really dorky with rhyme and meter. And um, I've been writing all these songs. Brush Fire is a song about um, shortly after the election, I went and met with a fellow um, liberal, socially liberal friend, and she didn't really care for something I said. And she unfriended me and, you know, we, we, we parted ways. And it was the saddest darn thing because I thought, here we all are, you know, um, we're losing friends left and right. And um, it didn't used to be that way, and it doesn't have to be that way. And uh, it's a song about, uh, you know, we were thick as thieves before the times like these, and I, I hope that it I hope that it stops. Um, it's just what that song is about, the, the, the political climate right now and how hot it is and hoping that maybe we can still move through it. If we don't, I really swear that we need to like make five different countries out of this country because people want such different things. But in the meantime, I hope that, I mean, talking is the solution to everything and actually listening on the other side. And with the, what is the Alan Alda quote? Um, listening is actually, uh, listen, uh, real listening in, involves uh, a willingness to change by the information that you're receiving from the other party. And I totally buy that. If you're not ready to be that receptive, it's really not listening. You know, when you're forming the internal arguments in your head, ready to counteract what somebody's saying, that's, that's not really listening. So it's about trying to get the country to be a little bit, dial it down a notch and listen to each other. That's what that one's about. This is Emily Hurd performing Brush Fire on Sessions from Studio A. I just lost a friend today Not to death, but that's not to say That I didn't watch her slip away before me She'd already made her mind up She was gonna leave behind All those who told a different kind of story Now I can't for the life of me Quite understand the reasons she refused To wait and see if we were both right All I know is it's damn hard to look out with an open heart At how it looks in my backyard from your side There's a brush fire burning through the country 
the torch of rage and rancor. Well, I admit temptation's strong to tell them who I think is wrong, but that just serves to send along my anger. And so it's time to tell the truth. I'm just as lost as in my youth. I've only learned to sing my tune more clever. I'm just doing the best I can to live amongst my fellow man and hope that one day we all band together. There's a brush fire burning through this country, and all of my friends are going up in flames. Well, but we were thick as thieves before the times like these. Honey, I just keep on praying that it rains. I just keep on praying that it rains. I just keep on praying that it rains. Emily Heard performing Brush Fire live in Studio A. Now, Emily, you are working on a new album, correct? Tell us a little bit about that. So I just released uh, a new record in December. Uh, without much pomp or circumstance, I've usually I play quite a bit throughout the year locally. Um, I tour the country in Germany, but now with the kids and the restaurant opening, I very intentionally um, taken a hard stop for a couple of months. I don't want to stop making music though, so I keep on trying to figure out ways to let people know, hey, I'm still writing. I just have to get this restaurant open before I can start booking again. So this album is one I was really quietly making last year. Uh, made it with uh, Greg Ostrom and Gerald Dowd and John Abbey at King Size Sound Labs in Chicago. And it was just a, a pretty easy record. I, I, these are all my tunes. And we came in and the way that we do it, a lot, lot of live, some tracking, but a lot of live. I sang harmony with myself, uh, brought in Alton Smith to do a lot of really amazing keyboard work. He's the one that plays the Whirly and the Hammond. Um, and, uh, yeah, the artwork on it has my restaurant on the album cover. Um, and the album cover was done by Jenny Matthews. She's a sensational artist in Rockford. And, um, yeah, I can't say enough good stuff about the people that participated in that and, um, always make me sound better, you know, than just my dopey little songwriter self. So they, they, they were great. And, uh, that record's out there in the world now. And, I'll, you know, the way I work usually is if I'm touring, which this year I'm, I'm not touring a lot. I play a show next week and then not again until September to try to get the restaurant open. Um, I, uh, write all the songs and then I play those ones from that record for, you know, month, six months. And then I release another record <laughs> then I, you know, play those songs. And then that's how I've kind of set up my life. I mean, every musician does it differently. Um, for me, not working with a record label, that's just been the best way for me to keep going. I've developed a pattern and I'll just stick with it until I don't. So my, my next thing on the horizon will be, um, I've written all these, I've written 
two original Christmas songs or Christmas albums that are recorded. Just I I kind of burn out of Christmas music that's been written, so I I've written more. Um, I've uh, put together this kind of soul. Christmas collection that I'm going to do recording live um, this summer, and I'm going to try, no promises, to release it at my restaurant in December um, with the band that we um, that we record with. So that'll be the dream. We'll see if we can get that one done. Um, but the tunes are there. It's always money and time, right? So if we can get that set, we'll make that happen too. Great. Well, make sure you check out the Norwegian for the cake and the album. <laughs> Uh, so, Emily, you're going to do one last tune for us here this hour. It's called Daytime Fireflies. You want to tell us about this song? Uh, Daytime Fireflies is a song. It's my favorite song I've ever written. So I, if I get a chance to play it, I, I play it. It's oldish. I wrote it when I was in Chicago, uh, pining for a man that I was not able to tell that I that I really loved him. And I thought, well, if you could only see, you know, but it's like it's like stars in the city. It's like... Uh, daytime fireflies you can't you can't see it and uh, luckily I, I quit my wallflower ways and now that man and I are married and we have kids and it's all good but um at the time I was just you know I was not able to talk to him and the song flew out so fast I was on my way to meet a girlfriend for a beer and I was like give me one minute I just gave one second and I ran over to my piano in my studio apartment right by Old Town School of Folk Music in Chicago wrote it out as fast as I could went out with her and then I came back and I thought well, that was a darn good song and I I still really like that one it just feels really true to me when they fall out of the sky I always I always feel like they stick with me a long time and it's funny about that old song sometimes my younger self was so she had her act together so much more than I do now. And I listen to my old self to kind of soothe my new self at times, you know, it's, I think that everyone can relate to that in some ways. So it's nice to be a songwriter, to have that as like a medicinal way to heal your current wounds with your old remedy, you know? So that was a song that just, yeah, that's why I played it. It's my favorite. You can find all of that um, music on my website. It's still all, all out there and recorded and available. Here's Emily Hurd with Daytime Fireflies on Sessions from Studio A. I've got honey on my mind And a knife upon my tongue And a sweetness in my soul too big to speak in I've a woman on my face And a heart that is too young And just careful enough not to let you see it There ain't no stars in city lights There ain't no daytime fireflies But I am who I am tonight Waiting just behind my pride Till you tell me not to hide I've got roses in my blood And a thorn upon my hands So I keep them pocketed For your protection Because I've got a will of stone And a courage made of glass But if I used it It would be on your affections There ain't no stars in city lights There ain't no daytime fireflies But I am who I am tonight Keeping watch like I know how Until it's safer to come out And a trusty cloud that never lets the light through But if I ever let it show Maybe you would realize That I want you so much That I try not to like you There ain't no stars in city lights There ain't no daytime fireflies am tonight 
in city lights And now I know there ain't no daytime fireflies Emily Heard was recorded live in Studio A at WNIJ Studios in DeKalb. You can find a link to the music of Emily Heard at our website, WNIJ.org. And you can also check out some behind-the-scenes video from her performance in Studio A. Again, that's all at WNIJ.org. Sessions from Studio A is produced by yours truly and Spencer Tritt. You can keep up with what's going on in Studio A by following us on Instagram, at Sessions WNIJ. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. And we are always looking for the next artist to feature on the show. Send the submissions and suggestions to sessions at niu.edu. Until next time, this is Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson. Thanks for listening.